0: Welcome to the Alcohol Tipping Point Podcast. I am your host, Deb Masner. I am a registered nurse, health coach, and alcohol-free badass. And today I have my dear friend from Australia. That was probably a terrible accent, (laughs) but I am just delighted to have Lisa Terrell on the show. Welcome, Lisa.
1: Thank you, Deb. Thanks for having me and inviting me. I'm so glad to have
0: you. So Lisa has been a part of the Alcohol A Day, which is a monthly group that I run. And it's just, you've been just kicking butt. You mentioned like you are approaching nine months alcohol-free tomorrow. And I'm just so excited, like I said, to have you on the show and just share your story.
1: Yes, thank you. I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to share Well, tell us, tell, you know,
0: for someone just listening, just can you do a brief introduction about just who you are, a little bit about your background, where you're calling from? Yeah,
1: so I am an Aussie girl from the mid-north coast in Australia, which is, I'd say, five, six hours drive from Sydney, in between Sydney and Brisbane. So um, I've grown up um, very blessed. I've had a beautiful environment to grow up in and i am a mum i have 3 children and i am a nurse who works very hard shift work and i have been a drinker for 30 years <laughs> and that ah. basically where where i where i started with you because 30 years down the track of drinking a bottle of wine practically every day was starting to take its toll on my physical health. I think it probably taken its toll on my mental health much earlier, but I think, yeah, after, well, it's probably not quite 30 years. It's more like probably tw- between 25 and 30, which is a really long time to be drinking a bottle of wine a day.
0: Sure. So So what was your experience with drinking like growing okay. up in Australia, all of that?
1: All right. So I grew up where alcohol was just a part of everyday life. My family would have parties and barbecues with their friends and drink. And then I became a teenager and started, you know, the party, just doing the party thing where I would drink on the weekends. As soon as I was, we, we can go clubbing at 18 here in Australia. So I started drinking, you know, binge drinking then and just sort of cruised along in life until I became a mum at age 27 and I found being a mum extremely stressful and I found that wine was a lovely way to escape the stresses of being a busy mum at the end of every day so that's pretty much where you know where it it began I guess it's it, it's it, it's a it's a problem now that I look back. Drinking every day was not good for me and it wasn't good for my, my, my journey in life. But, you know, it, I felt that it, it wasn't a problem. Drinking a bottle of wine a day
0: was okay. Yeah, because here you grew up in Australia and drinking culture, I'm assuming, is, is the norm agree? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, so, just doing a bit of research and 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 watching and being in your in your in your group and meeting people from other parts of the world, I've discovered that drinking is in Australia really isn't any different than probably it is in America. We do it, we do it to celebrate. We do it to party. We do it to with sport. We do it pretty much everywhere. So, my drinking probably became it changed to being something that I would do by myself and it was kind of a bit hidden I guess I, I I would I had control of it because I would only keep one bottle of wine in the house at any time so I would I would purchase wine every day that I wanted to drink I would never keep more in the house because if it was in the house I would more than likely drink it and I was scared of that so in part, I think that maybe that's what kept me going for so long because it was just a bottle of wine a day. I don't know how much damage can you do to yourself, and I was used to it. I would be, I'd still be able to function, get up and go to work, look after my kids, and you know, pretty much be still be myself. But then I, yeah, I've, I start. I've, you know, life gets in the way of of this, and you start to have, you know, inevitably things happen in life that are sad or that are hard to deal with. And then alcohol, cha- your relationship with alcohol changes, I think, as you get older.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely can turn from like something for fun and celebration to just like a friend to keep you company when you're you're lonely yep. or sad or stressed yeah. after work.
1: Yeah. So alcohol became my dear, dear friend after I lost my best friend, my husband, in a car accident when my kids were six and eight. And I just went into, you know, everybody on the outside would say that I coped very well with the death of of my husband and and the father of my children and my, you know, my rock. Um, But I I think on the outside it it was very different to what was going on for me on the inside so I would just function through the day and just long for that four o'clock time to roll around when I could just crack my bottle of wine and you know go into my into my thoughts and my emotions and and get them out that way just you know deal with deal with what was going on internally that way and then that sort of has stuck with me really until I like I stumbled across you (laughs) and you helped me to change that well tell me more because it sounds like you you could have kept
0: going the path that you were going right and and convincing yourself like this is fine not having a lot of negative consequences looking okay to the outside world. So, so tell me more about like how I guess how you found alcohol tipping point and yeah. just made the decision.
1: Yeah. So, I I I always knew I think what you first taught taught me when I began the alcohol day was it kind of all starts with identity. So, mm. I I really in it, it, my identity, uh, it didn't sit well with me that I was someone who would drink a bottle of wine every night. I felt, I knew it was wrong and I, and I would be embarrassed when I would line up at the bottle shop and buy my wine every single day. And it often ran through my mind thinking, these people probably think that I've got a drinking problem. So I think that I, my identity, that my, my view of myself was that I wasn't that person. But I continued to behave that way. So every year, probably for the last five or six years in Australia, and I'm sure you do it in the US as well, we run a fundraiser called Dry July. So for one month of the year, I would be able to not drink alcohol. And I never had a single problem with it. I, By the time I got to the end of the month, I would feel fantastic and just be so grateful for a whole month off not drinking alcohol. But as soon as August rolled around, I would be straight back into that same behavior. It was almost like it, I didn't, I didn't want to do it, but I would, I was compelled to do it. So I did that, yeah. So dry July happened for about five years for me. And then last year in 2021, I did dry July. And then August rolled around and I got straight back into the same behavior. And I was starting to have some physical effects from the alcohol. I started to feel like I started to get some pain. I mean, I don't know whether it was alcohol related because I never went to the doctor about it. I just being a nurse self-diagnosed and I felt like maybe my liver was starting to really um, struggle with the processing of the alcohol. And yeah, and I just really felt stuck. Like I wanted to, I wanted to achieve some things, but alcohol was stopping me from achieving my goals. So we got to, I got to the end of August, which was perfect timing. And somehow during my Dry July experience, I ended up in Dry July, Dry July Facebook group, which when I joined it, I thought was related to Dry July, but it actually wasn't. And this is something that you're involved in. I I know that you're in mm-hmm. that group. And they're up popped. Yeah, so sort of listen or, or read a lot of people's stories, but mm, always found them a little bit awkward and I was like, oh, I don't really know that I'm that person. I don't really know that I had that big a problem. And then I think it got, I, we kind of here in Australia went into a pretty strict lockdown where, where my kids, my child Angus was at home from school, and I had to stay home and look after him because the schools weren't operational. And I had it happened right at the end of August, and I was just sitting out here on my veranda, pop this alcohol a day, and I, and I thought, oh, that's something that I, you know, I could probably do. Like the end of August, I was feeling crappy. I didn't want to drink anymore. I realized that I needed to do something more than just abstaining from alcohol for a month. So I looked I looked at it and I thought, oh, it's going to cost me money. Do I really, really want to commit to this? And then I realized that it was probably the next day that I would have to start, which meant that, you know, like I couldn't really say goodbye to alcohol properly. And then I just thought, bugger it, I'm just going to do it. So I signed up and, you know, all this wonderful content started coming towards me and I just, because I was at home and I had nothing else to distract me, I was able to just throw myself completely into the content of the group and the the people that were, you know, in this community that also had the same struggles as me. And for a whole month I just lived and breathed being an alcohol-free badass (laughs) and yeah that's that's pretty much how I ended up in the group
0: oh I love that I haven't heard that story (laughs) I
1: it always kind of gives me goosebumps just because I mean it's good because you to me just dropped me being being your awesome self have just dropped me a last line it was like I mean, I know that people say things happen at the right time and when they're meant to, and I truly believe that. I don't think that if I had have stumbled across you 10 years ago that I would have been able to or ready to, to make a change. But, you now I'm 50, I'm 54 now, and a bottle of wine a night for a 54-year-old is not a good look. So... I really felt like it was now that I needed to make a change. And if I didn't make a change, then I was just going to go into my old age with this bottle of wine a day drinking habit and everything that comes along with that.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. Like I was saying, like goosebumps. I mean, you're right. Like you were in the right place at the right time and it was just, like it was meant to be the yeah. universe put us
1: together that's exactly it and i i mean i know there's groups here in australia i've i've since found them and looked at them and but i just feel like what the way that you deliver the content and the and and honestly like i can remember nights when because because we have a different we're in a different time zone. I can remember, you know, a couple of nights there was a few of the group members that were struggling, and they just kind of put it out there. And because I was really the only one awake, everyone else was asleep. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really need to help this person. But then you would just pop up and say the perfect thing. You just always have the right. You just have the right words for every situation, and I just. I'm in awe of you. I really am. Oh, that's really <laughs> sweet. I'm like tearing up. But I'm probably your biggest fan. I think I'm probably turned into a bit of a groupie. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I really, what you offer to people who struggle with drinking is just such a, it comes from a place of genuine care and just, a, you've just got this really gentle approach because I wanted to say, just stop, just, just don't do it, just stop. But you would always say, be so gentle with these people. And it just, it just blew me away. Every day I would get up and there would be something beautiful that you would post or, you know, and then that's probably, you know, what, what helped me to make it to the end, well, make it to the end of September. And then like, I've got, you know, probably about the 25th of September because I, because I was completely oblivious to this, you know, what this group was and what it, what I didn't realize that there was people in the group that had probably done the, the, the course or the group earlier. I just thought that it was a one month thing and you couldn't keep rolling over with it. And so about the 25th of September, I just started to think, oh my God, like, I don't think I can continue on. I think it's going to be like it is every July where I just finish and I'll just go straight back to my old habits even though i had all the information that you had given us i still f- i didn't feel like i had enough traction to do it on my own so i think i might have done four or five months of alcohol a day. and with each month i just got stronger and i got to the point where i am now really I, I, I've, I'm, I'm still after all this time, not, not had a drink, not even close to having a drink. I know that I just celebrate
0: you. I, well, I'm so happy for you and you yeah. should be
1: so proud. I am. So I don't really know what made me be able to succeed. I'm still, I'm still searching for that or maybe I'll, I'll never know why. Or maybe, you know, there might be somewhere down the track where I struggle again and I, but to me, it was something that I felt so strongly about that if I failed, if I failed, and I know that you push this all the time, it's like you just get back up and you keep going, but for me that was not an option. I felt Mm -hmm. like if if I failed, then I would be, I would never succeed. So it was really important that I stayed strong and I didn't cave. and you just kept going and I just kept going and I nine months in the grand scheme of things isn't really a long time, but I feel like I'm strong enough now and I have enough um, experience and, or enough practice yeah to, to be able to sustain to sustain it and Look, I've been through the emotions of with alcohol, the way I feel about it is that I, I actually really hate it. I hate mm. what it takes from people. I hate the disease that it, it, it causes in people and I hate that there's not enough awareness about how, how bad alcohol is. I hate that. Mm. And that's probably not a real good, hate's not a good emotion, I know that, but I, that's just how I feel about it. I feel like it's just, it it felt like my friend, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely, it was definitely, in those, in those times of grief, alcohol was not my friend and alcohol didn't really help me. It just kept me on a path of, you know, of, of being sterile and, and not, and not moving forward. Yeah. So 30 years of, of, you know, of doing this. And I finally realized that, that alcohol was stopping me from moving forward.
0: Well, how, how has your life changed since
1: in the last nine months? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I I don't think it's changed as much as I would like it to I Mm -hmm. feel like 30 years of drinking you really have you've really got some patterns of behavior that and aren't going to change overnight so I mean obviously I feel healthier and I feel like I'm more present and I but I feel like I've got a, I've still got a lot of work I've still got a lot of work to do so it's It's opened the door for me. Look, it's let that crack of light in. I know you love that Leonard Cohen saying. It's let let the light in for me to actually grow. So I'm still at the seedling stage and I've just got to be really kind to myself and just nurture, nurture me so that I can be better.
0: Well, and it's like you were saying at the beginning, I think even before we started recording, you're like, I'm still new. Like I'm still getting my legs underneath me. And yeah,
1: so in, I've, since the alcohol holiday, I, I had to give up the alcohol holiday, (laughs) unfortunately. You graduated. I I graduated. (laughs) That's right. I didn't give it up. I graduated. Um, but I, I i did feel like i needed that sense of community so here in australia there you know there's a, there is a few groups so i have joined one it's called sober in the country which i'm oh. incredibly proud to be a part of it's a closed private group and so you have to be invited in basically and it's it's for people who live in the country who are re- remotely like not in the city, so don't have access to a lot of the the groups like AA, I guess, even though the, a lot of these groups are online now. I think that being in the country here in Australia is very nice. And yeah, so i've I've joined that. So now I feel like I'm I'm part of a different community and I'm running with that. so that's that's really good. But I'm missing all my American friends.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought up communities because it, I was going to ask you, like, what, what was most helpful for you from the alcohol day, from I, the group?
1: Yeah, definitely community. Mm-hmm. Definitely feeling the connection with other people, even though it was, it was very, it was, it was brief in terms of, you know, I, I, I didn't really have the time to connect with people online like face to face but I did I really connected I felt with people just with the group with the group chats and things which was really really helpful I think just having access to you being able to talk to you if I if, if I felt like I needed or just having your feedback just you know having your encouragement saying you know, you've you're doing well you're you're awesome you <laughs> know I really felt like you were cheering me on. Absolutely. I still am. Um... <laughs> well, thanks.
0: Well, I think that's so important because I think for other people listening, you know, whether you're you're changing your drinking with AA or you do an alcohol a day with me or you do anything else, just finding community is something that's so helpful to change your drinking.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think also the, obviously the content was, it was perfect for me. I I felt like you did all, you you took all the hard, all the legwork out of learning about why alcohol is, is as damaging and as controlling as it is. I'm pretty lazy. So I didn't, you know, I've obviously there's lots of books. There's lots of things out there that you can, you can learn, but I, I felt like you just wrapped it up and handed it in an easy, in easy with, with the, you know, the, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've lost it now. Yeah, just your, what do you call them? The module? Yeah, the module!
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. I, I'm like wrapping a present <laughs> up with a bow. You're like, the actual <laughs> content. Well, so... Don't you think it's interesting though, Lisa, because we're both nurses. Do you feel like you discovered so much about alcohol that you never learned in nursing school or in oh, health yeah. class? Or
1: yeah. yeah, no, no one ever learns this stuff about alcohol, not as a nurse. I mean, I look after, I'm a palliative care nurse, so I work, I look after lots of people with cancer and I know that cancer, I mean, from what I've learned Cancer is a lifestyle a lot of the time. Some of it, sometimes it's hereditary, but mostly it's lifestyle. And I know a lot of the people that I look after have cancer because they either smoke, they drink, they have an unhealthy diet. So I already knew that. And I guess that was probably always the alarm bells were going off for me because I knew that, you know, particularly the thing that scares me the most is the the mouth and the tongue cancers and the esophageal cancers that primarily related to alcohol. And they're like, I just thought, I do not want that. I do not, I don't want cancer, but those ones I do not want. So I, I knew that I had, you know, as a nurse, that the alcohol, but it's that's, that's the funny thing with alcohol. Like you, you know, these things and you know, it's not good for you, but, every day at four o'clock it doesn't matter that you know those things because the alcohol takes over and you taught you taught me that I wasn't broken in the way that my behavior wasn't because I was broken it was because alcohol just had me where it wanted me
0: yeah absolutely I I Really don't like to tell to say that people are broken because I don't believe it. I think that our brain is so good at moving us towards pleasure and away from pain. And if you find yourself turning to drinking more and more, we've got a pretty efficient brain that yeah. knows what works. And that's not broken, that's working
1: exactly as it's designed to. Exactly. And as soon as you as soon as you know that, well, this this is what helped me. As soon as I understood that about my brain, I could control those thoughts that would come to me every day and just work. I mean, it was hard. I'm not going to say it was easy. And it still can be hard. I, you know, still those thoughts will pop in even eight months down the track. But I, I feel like I have the tools to be able to Just work through it. Just work through those thoughts, and before you know it, you're on the other side of it, and you're another day down, and you're another day without alcohol. And like, look at all the money that you've saved, and look at all all the health benefits that you've gained from just, you know, a short period of time in the day, just being strong and just working through those feelings. And you know, you showed, you gave me the tools to to do that i wouldn't have been able to do it without without those tools and and commit and commitment that's another thing like you have to be able to commit to it because it's hard and it would be easy just to decide every day that this is what you're going to do you're going to go and and purchase some alcohol and drink it but if you really want change you have to make that commitment and you have to and you have to be strong and and stick with it and I, I think that that's another thing that alcohol takes from you. It just, it takes your ability to be able to do hard things and, and because every day you just want to just, just clock out, just tap out and, mm-hmm. and once you've done that, you're right back to square one. So, yeah, so I, I really have to say that the, the tools that you gave were just so helpful to be able to work through those hard times, and and you know, there's other people out there who are in exactly the same boat as you, and they're all trying just like you are. And then there's you; they're cheering, cheering everyone on. So, you know, it's it's really, I think the way that you deliver it, it's it's really hard to fail. No. Oh. I, I appreciate this.
0: I feel like it's turning into a bit of an infomercial. <laughs> really, I'm sorry. No, no, I think it's good. But I, if you, what? I'm that I'm not getting paid for this. We're gonna make a commercial. No, I, I, I appreciate that so much. For those people that are listening, like, what were, what are some specific tools that worked for you? We talked about a few, but can you think of a? A few other specific tools, whether we
1: talked about them in my group or not. So I think that I became a big fan of kombucha. And I know that the jury is kind of out a bit with kombucha because it is fermented and and there probably is a little bit of alcohol in it, like tiny, tiny, but I just love it. So at the end of the day now, I still get that feeling like I just want to to drink something. So I just, I, I crave kombucha now. So I always try to have it in my fridge. And as soon as I've had that one glass, I feel, I, I just feel that the craving is gone. So that's a, that's one tool. In the beginning, definitely eating whatever I wanted. Yeah. Even still now, I don't really care about calories. I just, if I want something, I'm going to have it because it's not alcohol that I'm wanting and, and. To be rid of that from my life is is just it's just gold. What else would? Uh, t- yeah, just is that very, a little?
0: Yeah. Is that a little birdie I'm hearing in the oh, background?
1: My turkeys. I'm sorry.
0: No, <laughs> I love. I just I know that you have some wild turkeys. Just for they're not lessons. wild. They're just free range. Oh my gosh. Okay, free range. But paint I paint the picture. <laughs> For people listening right now, paint the picture of like where you're at, because it's so. I I love having you in group because it was always like there's
1: Australian bush, Uh, but it's not. It's funny that because turkeys are an American thing, they're not Australian. I've learned all my turkey friends are all American, just like my mostly my alcohol free friends as well. Okay, so I live in I, I live in the bush, 160 acres of. Bush, and there you go. There's another that that's something else that really helped me just getting out in nature. If I was feeling if low in energy or want you know wanting a drink, I just go and have a little walk out in the bush. Just clears your head. Yeah, we've got lots of animals here. I breed turkeys and we've got chickens and a pony and an alpaca. We've got lots of animals. So that I love to be able just to get out with my animals and. Just it's it's my hobby, and I do love that. What else do I love? I wish I could say exercise, but I'm unfortunately at fifty four and being a shift worker exercise probably isn't a priority, which that's something I would like to change.
0: yeah, it seems like once you get the year like this year, here you're at nine months, yeah, once you get a year under your belt, then it's like, okay, maybe I can make some other changes, but it's just so key to get that.
1: Yeah, yeah, you re- I really just have to just keep my blinkers on and just stay focused. Just, And I I've, some days it's easier than others. I'm not sure. I, I really feel like uh, not every day now I'm thinking about at 4 o'clock I'm not thinking about buying alcohol and drinking it. So I think that's getting easier. But, you know, 30, 25, 30 years of ha- habitual drinking is – it takes a while. it takes a while i'm imagining it will take me maybe forever to really change the hold that that it had over me but it's much easier than dealing with that everyday compulsion to drink it's that it was so exhausting to wake up every morning and just think i don't want to drink today i really don't want to drink today and then that four o'clock time would come around and I just think I'm drinking today (laughs) it's kind of like there's two different people oh yeah
0: absolutely and it when you start to keep those promises to yourself and the commitment just the amount of pride that you start and the self-confidence boost and just that feeling yeah feeling that feeling
1: Yep. So the sleep, I was always a pretty good sleeper. I mean, sleep is, I love sleep. I can really never get enough sleep. So, but I'm sure that it has, it would have to have improved. So then your mental clarity improves. The one thing that I'm the most proud of is to be able to tell my kids that I don't drink anymore. I haven't made, I've got two adult children who don't live at home anymore. And I really feel like they're the ones that have missed out the most because I would tap out every day at four o'clock and I have a lot of, uh, quite a bit of guilt attached to that. Even though they tell me that that, that, that my drinking was not a problem for them, I, f- I really feel like I could have been so much better a parent if I was 100% present and not finding my finding my soul ace in a bottle so for me now I I realize that you know it's important for me to be able to do something like this and be able to share my story but what's really important to me is that my kids know that I've been able to do something that's really hard and that Mm -hmm. hopefully they they will make the choice as they grow older not not to drink because I bring that awareness to to them. So that's the thing that is the most important to me, that I can just change I might be responsible for changing their drinking in the future.
0: I I think that's so powerful. Yeah. It, I, I think you're right. Like it is. I mean, I feel the same way about my kids and and drinking during their early years. But then also I'm like, wow, they have seen me do something hard. They have seen me change. And now they see me not drinking. And that is probably an even more powerful lesson than just having always been a non-drinker their whole lives. They haven't seen that. We're humans and we can transform and change and we can do hard things
1: yeah yeah that's to, to me that if I feel like I've started something it's like the ripple effect I have made a, t- a change in my life that will f- hopefully flow onto them and then that will flow onto their children mm. that they will not be exposed to to a drinking culture Be well not when they're around me anyway because I've changed I've changed I'm not I'm not that person anymore. I'm not somebody who's always got a wine glass in my hand. And I'm a, I think, you know, that it was that sort of thing that was triggering to me. If I would have like a family function mm. or mm-hmm. organizing a party, it was, I would always have a wine glass in my hand because that was why I would cope with stress of just, you know, putting on a party or, but then obviously it was a daily thing for me. But when I had a function or something, it was it was, I mean, I would start drinking at lunchtime if we were having a barbecue or something. So now when, I mean, I've got my daughter who who lives probably about five way, hours away from me. She's actually driving here right now. So normally, you know, she would see mum cooking dinner with a wine in her hand, but she's not going to see that. And neither are my grandchildren today mm-hmm. because that's not what I do anymore. So that, that feels pretty good. Yeah, it does. I love that. Mm. Although I I will tell you just this quick little story. I went to the hairdressers. You can't change everybody's opinion about it. I went to the hairdressers and I was sitting there and my hairdresser was telling me about how her husband was starting a restaurant, a pizza restaurant, and it was going to have a license and he was going to be making all these awesome cocktails. And she was just so excited about everything. And I said, oh, can I make a suggestion? And she said, sure. And that, this was it. Like to the, we were talking as a group in the, in the salon and, and she said, sure. And I said, how about you focus on making some mocktails, something without alcohol? And she looked at me like I was mad. And she went, why would I do that? And I said, well, you know, there's a growing movement of people that don't drink alcohol anymore. And, you know, it's, get, it's growing. It's getting bigger. And people actually would go to your restaurant just to get non-alcohol mock, you know, cocktails and mocktails. And she went, "Yeah, no, nah, that's not that's not the sort of restaurant we're." <laughs> so I felt very inflated and I just, you know, I just thought I need to put my opinions back in my mouth because not everybody sees sees it, and it's just a shame that. I mean, she's a young girl with kids, and there's so many young families out there that just don't that don't get it. And that that makes well, me Well. Yeah. But I mean,
0: good for you. You planted a little seed and maybe she'll think
1: about it. That was squashed straight away. <laughs> but it's, you're like, oh, okay. You know, this this is something that I'm passionate about and not everybody else is passionate about it. So if I can just start with my family, with my children, then that's enough for me
0: yeah that's true <laughs> i do like it is true you go through a phase where you're just you're alcohol free and you're just kind of you <laughs> want to tell the world just, do you know what you're drinking <laughs> and you want to change everybody and you just want to like shout it from the rooftops and people are like nothing but yeah. you never know oh yeah. i love that, that is- <laughs> thinks I'm crazy now <laughs> and you No, I think it's good well maybe just she'll have some kombucha for you <laughs> yeah how about that
1: but I, I don't I just think that was completely shell that idea as soon as I mentioned it, it yeah uh no that will not be happening <laughs> but do you think Australia is changing do you do you see that yeah I do I I, like I was telling you about this Sober in the Country group that I've, mm-hmm. I'm part of, the way of, so every Australia Day um, we have people that are recognised for things, you know, amazing things that they do and they get what's called an Order of Australian Medal and the founder of Sober in the Country actually got an Order of Australia Medal this year for her work with um, bringing mm-hmm people in the bush particularly men i think there's a lot there's a lot of men out there who drink because well a because they like it which which is why most people drink but they drink because it's a culture amongst men and it's a cool thing to do and it just you know men men like women across the board feel like they have to keep drinking because that's that's what men do mm-hmm. so she she is just making her name's Shanna Wan, if you want to look her up, I hope she doesn't mind me giving her a shout out. and she's doing incredible things for the sober movement in Australia. Yeah, and I, I think she's reaching the more remote areas. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know many people she touches in bigger cities, but you know there's this 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 is growing. The movement is growing here in Australia, so I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that, somehow you know there's enough of us out there that can get the message across and maybe just one or two people might hear it absolutely Absolutely. I feel the way that we do because that's what they deserve that's what their families deserve you're right and
0: it's so worth it it is worth it
1: how worth it is it it's incredible it's oh it's not to be controlled by something every day is just the best feeling. Yeah.
0: That's true. Freedom. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's right. I mean, I can go out now and not, and I can drive because I don't drink. <laughs> and that's great. I, I feel, I'm saying, you know, I, I'll, I'll drive, I can drive. So yeah. So good
0: there's nothing yeah
1: that no, there's nothing not to like about it yeah. yeah
0: and I feel like quitting drinking was one of the hardest things I have ever done in really? my
1: life I often wondered that about you I often wondered, absolutely yeah because your drinking I don't well from what I can gather wasn't probably like mine you're you were more of a party girl is that right
0: Oh, I was a nightly drinker and I mean, struggled with it for years, years, Lisa. I mean, that's partly why I am so passionate about helping people because I, I felt like I just felt so alone and that there was nowhere for me to fit in. And I just having gotten out of that fire like I just I'm like I can't leave anybody behind
1: like yes. I just cannot oh, you're leave ama- you behind so amazing yeah well you you haven't left me behind that's for sure you've shown me the way and I I would be surprised if I ever touch alcohol again that's how strongly I feel about it i I just never want to taste it I never want to touch it I never and I'm, I'm even getting to the point where I don't even want to be around people that are drinking. Like mm. someone invites me to something and I know there's going to be alcohol. Not that I'm triggered by it. I just don't want to be around it. Just, oh, I'm on, I'm looking for a new tribe. I want to be around people that, that don't drink. Yeah, because you, you know, are be proud and go, you know what? I don't drink. I might've drank for 30 years, <laughs> but now I don't. And that's what I want my next 30 years to look like, someone who doesn't drink. Absolutely. You are an alcohol-free
0: badass. I most certainly am. <laughs> uh, Lisa, I'm so glad that we got to connect again. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. I know you are so proud of yourself.
1: I, I really just am. Just thank you. Thank yeah. you for your support. and. You know, I'm a big fan of you. I would just scream it from the rooftops. Anybody Aww. thinking about giving up alcohol, you need to take yourself an alcohol a day and just see where it leads you, because it will more than likely lead you to a an alcohol-free life, which is Thank which a is the be-all and end-all. You don't absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Mm. Well, I'm giving you a big heart. (laughs) A big heart and sending you lots of love across the ocean. I adore you. I adore you. Go have a wonderful day. Okay. You continue to be amazing. Oh, thank you, Lisa. You're so sweet. Okay. Okay. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Alcohol Tipping Point podcast. Please share and review the show so you can help other people too. I want you to know I'm always here for you. So please reach out and talk to me on Instagram at Alcohol Tipping Point and check out my website, AlcoholTippingPoint.com for free resources and help. No matter where you are on your drinking journey, I want to encourage you to just keep practicing, keep going. I promise you are not alone and you are worth it. Every day you practice not drinking is a day you can learn from. I hope you can use these tips we talked about for the rest of your week. And until then, talk to you next time.